The following podcast you're about to listen to is from Antonio the Mayor Timms. You can listen to this podcast on various platforms. Google Podcasts, Breaker Audio, Pocket Cast, RadioPublic.com, Spotify, and Apple Music. Or you can reach me by email, BigDog0862 at me.com. Please enjoy the following podcast entitled... Don't shake me up. Subtitle for it is Black Men and Mental Health. Thank you very much. Orchestrated by, mixed by, beats by, no other than Chris Barber. Chris Barber. And uh, he has been doing all my beats for me, so that's where the music comes from. When I last recorded a podcast, it was during the trial of George Floyd, right in the middle of it. And today, we know the verdict. It's been a little over a week now since I heard the verdict. And I didn't hear it. I, I, I kind of put it out of my mind. When I say the trial of George Floyd, that's because I'm not going to say the trial of the police officer. I'm not going to say his name. But uh, I had uh, not, not forgot about it, but I was working that day and someone just texted me, guilty. Someone texted me, guilty. At first, I was like, what are they talking about? And then I remembered about the trial. I remembered about what we were waiting to hear. So that's passed. And now we move forward. I hope. I, I just hope as a nation we move forward because um, last year, during the protests of others called riots, uh, but during the protests, a lot exploded. It's just like the nation exploded. Not just in D.C., Chicago, New York, California. A lot exploded. It's like the nation exploded. It's like the world exploded. Even over in England and in, in, in Great Britain, they protest. Everywhere you could think of, they were protesting across the United States. Some call it riots. I call it protests. You can call it riots if you want. But so much happened. 
And people ask the question. Now, I was born in 1962. And no, I don't really remember when Martin Luther King was killed and how uh, uh, and listening to it. But I do remember as a child seeing burned down buildings, burned down neighborhoods and people acted out. And they said, well, why do people act like this? You know, they would say, why do black people? But white people do it too, Hispanics, Asian. They do this all around the world. This happened when you have so much built up in you, so much anxiety built up in you, and, and you keep seeing the same thing takes place over and over again. You let that out. Now, I'm not saying it's good to go out and burn down buildings. It's good to protest. I'm not saying that you should go out and loot and steal. But when this is pushed down in somebody for so long, if you take a bottle of soda and you continually pass it around and shake it around, sooner or later when you open that cap, it's going to explode. And things have been pushed down, pushed in people for so long. They've been torn apart, beat down. Uh, young black men, young black women have been put through this so long that when it was a chance for someone to take the top off, it exploded. This explosion took place even in rural cities, small cities, Topeka, Kansas. Some of them didn't know what they were upset about it, but a lot of them did. And then I have pictures of protests that I've taken, that I took myself, of people marching, black, white. Hispanics, marching, Asians, from Manhattan, Kansas, to Junction City, Kansas, to Topeka, Kansas. People joining together. And this was our opportunity to take it, let's say, get on what has been taking place with us for years. It wasn't the time to destroy our own neighborhood, but it was the time to say, hey, look, we have the world's attention. And with George Floyd, uh, did even his daughter said he was going to change the world? What his death did was allow the light to be bright all over our communities to see what was going on, and not just by the police, but to wake them up and see what's been going on with us as a people, as African American people, because we're not in slavery, we're not still oppressed. Oppressed, we still oppressed by a lot of things, going from employment to getting credits, buying houses still discriminated against. So this was our time to not shine, but let the light shine on us to let others see, every other race see what was going on in the black community. As I said, it was like a bottle of soda. Just shake it, pass around, you shake it next. Pass around, you shake it next. Pass it around, you shake it next again and it exploded kind of brings me to what I want to talk about today since uh, so much of this has taken place uh, in our community and, and it let black white all races join together and say that black lives matter the end of what they said all lives matter blue lives matter somebody even said a dog's life matter well, at this point, we were having the light shine on us and recognize that our lives matter because for so many years, 
We have been oppressed. We have been beaten down. And we wanted someone to know that, hey, look, my life as a man, as a black man, matters also. My life. During Martin Luther King marching, you would see signs that say, I am a man. That I'm a man too. It said all men shall be created equal. So they had to tell everybody, I am a man. I'm not a slave. I'm not a dog. I am a man. And quit shaking me up. Quit shaking me up and, then, and not expecting me to blow when you pull the lid off. So let's talk about some facts first. America, or Americans here, were already struggling historic levels of mental illness. We've already, uh, in our communities, mental illness has really begun to be recognized. But within a week, anxiety and depression among African-American men shot up higher than race that they have experienced in any other racial or economic group. And you may ask yourself why the level of anxiety and stress went up after George Floyd's death. Well, if you watch it, that's enough right there to get you excited, get you anxious. But as a black man, which I am, and you heard my story uh, with my experience with the Chicago police, you heard that. And after that, a lot of things took place in me. A lot of things happen. And I don't want to just focus on the George Floyd, but I want to focus on the aspect of that they brought out in the trial different things about him. And if you remember, when he was sitting in that car, his level of anxiety skyrocketed as soon as the police came over there. And it wasn't because of drugs, but if police walk up to you, you're sitting there. Don't see them, and all of a sudden when you turn around and see them coming up, they're coming up with guns drawn, you're going to be anxious. You're going to be stressed out. And these are the type of stressful situations that we walk around with every day. Not having a gun pulled out on you, per se, but different levels of stress. And how do we handle this? This is what I want to talk about today. How do we handle this? How do, what are we doing about our stress? Do you know when I was a kid, uh, you wouldn't hear an African-American man saying he visited a, a, a therapist? He was on medication for PTSD? You, don't hear, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear many men at all, but you definitely didn't hear of a black man going to see a therapist. You didn't hear of a black man say, man, I'm stressed out. I can't make it. I think it's my PTSD. I think I'm suffering from depression. I think I have an anxiety disorder. You didn't hear that. Now you hear it more, but we still have a lot of brothers out there that don't want to admit that they need help. And what you guys got to start doing is quit being in a position that you think that you're so strong and mighty that you can conquer anything. And then when someone comes to take the top off of your bottle, you explode everywhere. Quit thinking that you're invincible. But go out and say, hey, take a, take, they, they have different uh, websites that you can even take a, analyze it yourself, that you can take 
and find out what levels of stress am I at? What do, do I have um, uh, PTSD or do I have uh, uh, um, Now, it's not going to tell you you have it. You still need a professional diagnosis. But you can go to Talkspace.com under assessments and you can do depression to anxiety. You hear that, brothers? Talkspace.com. And you can do your own access. Uh, uh, go to Talkspace.com and you can do assessment on there for depression and it will send you or anxiety, PTSD. And after that, it will lead you to different places that you can go and get help. It's helping your local communities. It's help. Don't be afraid. Your job doesn't have to know. But I'm sure if you have a job that has the EAP program, which is confidential, you can say, hey, I need this. You can say, hey, I need to use this type of therapy. I need to use. You can say, hey, I need help. And I need to be led in the right direction. You don't have to let them know what it is. That's between you and your uh, employee assistant program. And if you don't have one, it's numbers all over the country that you can call. If you don't have any money, people will put you on self-pay. You know, the lower your bill, the lower the amount of bill that you have, it might equal down to zero. But call someone. Call these crisis hotlines. Call these lines. Brother, let's not just sit out here and letting this anxiety build up. I wouldn't be saying this if I haven't been in the same position before. And I'm not talking about the position just with the police, but I'm talking about the position of anxiety, depression, stress. Yes, I've been there. And a lot of us also have been there. But we're too strong and too afraid and too mighty to say it. But you better let your spouse know. You better let your mom know. Let your dad know what's going inside of you. Don't wait till the time when you get to the level that is so strong that you think about committing suicide. Get help now. Get help now. You, it's help for it's, it's so many different ways you can learn how to deal with your anxiety and your depression. And I'm not saying that you have to be on medication, but it's some coping skills you can learn. It's some behavior strategies you can learn to help you recognize when I'm getting in that slump again to help pull yourself out of it. Or when I'm so anxious that I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't hardly drive. I can't walk. I can't go in the store. I can't sleep at night. Ask for help. It's out there. It's no reason to be ashamed, to worry about your feelings, worry about what people think about you. What do people think about you when you act out? What do they think when you get mad and you storm through your office? What do you think about when you holler and cuss because of something small that no one is expecting that you don't even get upset about, but you're getting upset about. You know why? Because people have been pushing things in you. You would let these things become piled up one on top of another and shaken up. You're constantly being shook up, thrown around, bounced around, handled. And when it comes time for you to say one word, you blow your top. Don't let it happen like that. I've been there too many times. I wouldn't be talking to you about this if I hadn't been there myself. If I hadn't experienced depression and anxiety, I would not come to you like this. I'm not going to just talk to you off the top of my head about this. Well, if, I, if I've been through it enough, I can't talk to you off the top of my head because I'm going to say what's in my heart and what I feel and what I know about. I'm going to say my experience. And my experiences are in mental health, not just working but experience things that cause you to become depressed or anxious. Don't wait till something tragic happens that you just blow your top, my brother. Thank you very much.